What episode is this? Episode 31. That's what I thought. Welcome to So You Can't Fucking Sleep with Steven and Taylor, this time in the AM. Mm-hmm. I'm bringing that very groggy, not quite hungover energy. <laughs> not quite hungover? Oh, dude, I was, you, I was tossing them back when I got home. Oh, were you? I didn't realize <laughs> You didn't say anything about it while we were playing. I Siege felt like last it was night. implied. Oh, it was Saint Patty's Day. Saint Patty's Day. I just stayed up way too late, um, having one of my insomnia bouts where I am like, okay, I might as well just stay up till two o'clock in the morning. So did you listen to our podcast? Good. Huh? Did you listen to our podcast? I didn't. Oh, uh, no. I mean, I've lived them. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so <laughs> we're the only ones who can't listen to our podcast because we've already experienced it. Correct. Um. But yeah, no, I was I was fucking tossing them back when we were playing Siege. <laughs> that, why do you think I had that one game that it was just like amazing, and then like the next two games after that, I did absolutely nothing because I was riding that fine fucking line. <laughs> yeah, 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 I get you, I get you. Um, you know, we've been playing Siege a lot. We're getting more back into Siege. They implemented their new ranking system, which I I vibe with. I think it works better. I think it like legitimately works better because yeah. it seems like, you know. That, yeah, I mean, it just stands the reason the people that go really hard into the into siege is that they're gonna rank up and get out of the lesser ranks really fast. Yep. So like when we start like low and we're we're able to climb more because and more consistently because people who shouldn't be in that rank aren't in that rank kind of yes. a deal. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just seems like it, it overall feels way more balanced. Interestingly enough, which I I felt like at first it would be less balanced, but I don't know. Yeah. So far, it seems to be working better, as far as I can tell. You know, I'm at the top of bronze, about to eclipse into silver. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I would like to get above gold at some point, because that's the highest that I've gotten in Siege ranked. But we'll see. That kind of a, kind of a mild goal for the year, if it happens. I'd like to yeah. get out of uh, gold. I want to say, like, the highest I've placed is, like, mid to low bronze. <laughs> And that wasn't even end of the season because it tanked so quickly. It's really, really hard. And be, and that's the other thing is because they changed so that you can play with people of any rank. Yeah. So now it's not like you're forced to play with. It's not like we A get bunch capped. Of dollars. Yeah, it's not like we get capped off from playing with each other, which is good. Because um, that's always a problem that I had with it is like that if I, if I got too high ranked, then I could no longer help you out with, yeah, with your rank and stuff. and usually my rank would tank when I was trying to catch up to yours when, exactly, you, when you exactly. would take like a night off or whatever and I got placed with four f- fuckwad dollars. I've been using that word a lot lately. I don't know what it really means. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just been using it in place of like idiot fuckwad dipshit. Mm. Right. <laughs> so yes, I got a few things to talk about today um, that I thought were kind of interesting. One's more just something that I want to talk about because I really am excited for it. Um, the first thing, I, the Resident Evil 4 remake, I think it's out. Um, I'm actually not 100% certain on that. I think it might, people might just be saying it's great. I don't know. Um, do, you have a, you, do you have any experience with Resident Evil at all? Uh, ironically, the only one that I've ever played was Resident Evil 4. Interesting. I, I did enjoy it, yeah. uh, but it's not one of those... The Resident Evil franchise was always one of those games where it just was not really my style. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I've never been huge on, like, horror movies and scary movies and shit like that. Even in, like, the parody ones. Yeah. Like, not really my vibe. And so when I played Resident Evil 4, I was like, yeah, this is fun. But, I mean, I, of course, I was also a lot younger. Right, Like, yeah. my young heart just couldn't take the jump scares. The thing is, like, Resident Evil 4 is not that scary in comparison. Because it, it's not no. a horror, like, game. It's more, like, an action game with horror elements. And that's where... That was a big shift for the series, which... The first three were all, like, actual straight horror. Um, but... So, it's not out yet, but people are... It comes out the 23rd. Yes. Um, and... But people are saying, like, it's incredible that it looks amazing. Uh, I looked at some of the screen caps... Looks pretty fucking good. What consoles are they coming out on? Um, good question. I should find that out. Uh, Resident Evil 4 remake. Let's try to find the Wikipedia page for it. Yep, here it is. I, I was just gonna like lose my mind because I got a reminder for an appointment booking for my haircut forty minutes ago. And I was like, I had my haircut like over an hour ago. Yeah. 
Uh, um, but no, it's not PS4, Xbox, um, PlayStation Five, Windows. Oh, okay. Yep. So current consoles, current, and yeah, not not just stuff. the next gen. Nope, not just the next gen. Um, the problem is not enough people have upgraded, so most people are trying to make do it for both because yeah. of that fact is that because the PlayStation Five and Xbox Series X were so limited yeah. in their people's ability to get them, like like software developers, meaning the people who are making the games, actually have to make sure that they're doing both. Yeah. Because everybody's still back on last gen. Yeah. Um, so yeah, which I appreciate because that means that we actually still get to play some of these really amazing games that are coming out. Yeah. Like God of War, for example. Yes. I have yet to play it. You own it, yes. I do. <laughs> God damn it, Taylor. What am I going to do with you? Uh, we've been playing Siege. It's true. It's true. I'm, I'm a bad influence in that regard. But you know that you'd be playing some other game with your friends of the Discord exactly, probably too. So. so it's just like, at least with Siege, you know, we got kind of like a, yeah. a progression that we're doing here. Exactly. I, I just end up playing games where it's just like, stupidly enough, thanks to fucking <laughs> Fortnite. Because mm. I think they were the ones who instigated the fucking Battle Pass shit. Yeah, they were the ones who kind of made that popular. And, uh, um, yeah, I've just ended up playing games with a battle pass, and I like it's just like once I start it, I'd like to try and finish it. Yeah, and because of but seasons. if it's not a game that you really really love to play, it becomes difficult. You know, my problem with with Fortnite is, while when I first started playing Fortnite, like I don't know, this is probably like four years ago. Yeah, we four were or five years we ago, hit it, we hit the Fortnite we, pretty hard. We were hitting it pretty hard, and the problem is is that every season they just add a bunch of elements that kind of completely change the way that the game kind of functions yeah. and like the dynamics of it and it's not just like changing guns it's like putting things like spider-man's web launchers in there and stuff like that things that are like so useful yep that they they end up like dominating the whole game especially when you get towards the end yeah so yeah i we just ended up falling off fortnite like when we try to play it we were playing it recently just so we could play with some of our because fortnite is one of the few games that is cross-plat for every, everything for everything um and the problem is, is that a lot of people, what's the word? I can't even think of it right now. Sweat. No, that's not what I was looking for. Um, I don't even know where I was going with that. Yeah, it's first thing <laughs> in the morning. You can tell. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It just, it, it just feels like a game that is a shell of what it once once oh, yeah. was because like it's it becomes so much about like a, a few certain elements that are no longer what the original base game was about and that's why i just have like this weird it's funny you say that because like i did see like a, a screen cap of a tweet right mm -hmm. and it was just like conversations you have at an art like a, a new age arcade and it's just like yeah. talking to an 11 year old kid I'm like hey you know how do, how does these games hold up to like you know fortnite and they're just like fortnite is dead nobody, <laughs> nobody in my school even plays that anymore and it's just like oh me shrinking in my aged husk <laughs> and it's just like well what games are in right now and it's just like have you heard of dungeons and dragons <laughs> <laughs> yeah i have seen that one um yeah, no, it's just one of those weird things with Fortnite where it's just like, yeah, I mean, it's really cool. They've done some really cool things with Fortnite. Like, we've seen all these different, like, intellectual properties get licensed to it, and you have all these games yeah. in there and stuff, and all that stuff's cool. But, but yeah, it's just sometimes they've gone so far with the intellectual property stuff that it's, you sometimes just lose the core aspect of the game. Yeah. And, and that's a big thing that has kind of turned me away from Fortnite. Yeah, they went from like making their own creative like skins to just straight up just it's just other stuff. Deals. Yeah, um, yeah, and I just kind of feel like I don't know, man. I uh, with Siege, like yes, they do some of the same stuff. Like they're you start we're starting to see them um, implement new skins. Well, they've been doing it like since I since I've been playing like for the past like yeah. three years. You know, having skins in the game that are from other stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, you just got, like, the Becky Lynch, which they, they they put two skins on for two operators that are, like, Becky Lynch from the WWE and The, like, Undertaker. the Undertaker. And so there's a little bit of that, like, and they also did, like, the... Who's the original Assassin's Creed character? Altair. Altair, yeah. They have his uh, Assassin's Creed getup for one of the operators, Flores. 
which is actually I play a lot. Yeah. So I was debating about getting it. Um, Thanks for reminding me about that. <laughs> but yeah, no. So there's some of that stuff working its way into Siege. But the thing is, it ha- that stuff doesn't affect Siege overall's gameplay. No, I, that, anyway. that's just skins. Yeah, exactly. The skins and cosmetics have absolutely nothing to do with it. But like, with what Fortnite does, like, like they implement said. items in the game that are related to stuff, like yeah, Spider-Man's web shooters, game like breaking, uh, the, the Mandalorian's like rifle, like yeah. stuff like that. And you end up having like this these items that become quintessential to fight, like Iron Man's Unibeam, yeah. like. So many times I've seen, when they were doing the big Marvel expansion, when people would just get taken out by that, like that would be the final blast as being shot yep. by his Unibeam. The Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, all that stuff. The um, lightsabers weren't as bad because it was just like a building tool that you could use as a melee weapon, but right. they made them easily accessible to everybody. Right. Except for like the Mace Windu one, like, hmm. like that was their I think legendary. I don't think I played any of them. I don't even think I played when they were doing the Star Wars stuff. Yeah, Zach and I were hitting that one pretty hard. Oh, interesting. Just because, like, you could fucking wipe out a building and loot so much with a lightsaber. Right, yeah. Especially because you could just throw it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it, it's pretty interesting, like, thinking about, like, online games as a service. I know... So you've played Overwatch, too. I know people are yes. still having, like, a lot of mixed feelings about how Overwatch has been changed and optimized and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, it's all right. Yeah, but um, but you also don't play it as seriously as like what we were playing Fortnite or Siege. No, yeah. no. I mean, there was a time where I was hitting it pretty hard because like they had um, a cool skin for a character you play. Uh, yeah, for the one voiced by Matt Mercer, formerly known as McCree. Formerly known as McCree. Cole Cody? Cassidy. Oh, Cole Cassidy. Yeah. Yeah, and like I I hit it hard because like I mean he wasn't even the final skin of okay. the Battle Pass, but right, like, yeah. I was just hitting it hard enough to get it. Did you get it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was like a Park Ranger uniform. <laughs> oh, my God. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing that sucks, is, like, um... Online games are so difficult right now, because there's just so many different ways that are mono- like monetized, so it's a really... I always say, like, don't... you. It's okay to put, like, the amount of money into a game, like, if you play it. Like So, overall, I probably put what say you know maybe somewhere between like a hundred and two hundred dollars in a siege just by like buying the battle pass buying random like expensive skits and stuff like that but we have like over six i have like over 500 hours oh yeah between no, 600 it's... hours on siege so like the amount of money i've spent on it is very much equal to the amount of entertainment i've got out of the Absolutely. game and, and that becomes the thing is that you need to find that that delicate balance between yes, like how much money is worth me just getting this stuff, and how much is worth just you know yeah, um, like am I having enough fun at this online game to warrant me putting this much money into it? Yes, because I understand why it makes sense as to why game developers want to do that because why would you spend all this time buying a game or not buying building a game? Um, and it's like, okay, you only get this $60 purchase one time, when overall you could get potentially those $200, and, um, you know, you could get the purchase of the game, and then also, yes, overall, all, over time, you get more money slowly. Yeah. Which, I mean, if the game's good, then it's, then that's fine, but yep. sometimes the game doesn't become good because they try and use that system. Yes. And that's kind of what I think Fortnite's problem is, because, like, the last... Fortnite season I remember really enjoying was the spy one. Yes. That like that was a lot of fun and that was when they had kind of they were starting to do like a big shift. But there wasn't there was only a little bit of the um, outside intellectual property stuff. Most of the stuff was their own in game skins. Yes. And that was cool. So anyway. Yeah. It's interesting because like Siege is like the only thing I would consider like that I'm really into. That is kind of close to like a normie kind of game. Yeah, you know what I mean because it's like you know it's first person shooter. That's what it is at the end of the day. Yep. Um, but it's it's just I really like how tactical it is by comparison to other ones. Yeah, that's my thing. Um, because normally I'm like it's like yeah it's like I'm into shit like Persona Five like just yeah like Kingdom Hearts and it's like you know really really um, hardcore gamery anime weeb shit. Yeah, on, you know. So, but yeah, I don't know. I have a wide diversity of games that I enjoy, so that's all I yep. then. Speaking of which, so, the beta for Diablo 4 is out. 
And so people have said it's pretty good. Like they're 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 enjoying playing it. The only problem is they are having a really hard time with because so it's it's structured. It's supposed to be like a it's also supposed to be an MMO sort of type deal. And people are having problems with long wait times, logging into servers, error codes, just other issues like trying to get into the actual game. Yeah. Um. But with that said, it's a beta. That's yeah. kind of the point. Yeah. But but it sucks because it is a. I believe if you pre-order the game, you get access to the beta. Like that's the whole situation there. And um, I've seen a little bit of video, some screen caps. Uh, I will say it looks really good. It looks like exactly what they were talking about art style wise, where it's kind of somewhat. It looks like it's somewhat in between um, two, maybe leaning closer to two. Um, where it's just going for like a more realistic fantasy, whereas um, three was a little more cartoony. It was a little more cartoony, yeah. Um, and the thing is, it's interesting I say that because normally I'm the guy who's like, yeah, make it a little more, you know, cartoony, a little bit more, um, give a little bit more coloring, a little more flavor there. Normally I'm that guy, you know. You see my art, you know, that's yeah. what I'm about. But with certain things, I really like that more grounded, realistic art style on the Diablo. Two really, really had that and could be taken a lot more seriously. Same, and three just had that weakness to me where yeah. both the art and the way that the story was written, it, I couldn't take it as seriously. Um, but that doesn't look like it's going to be the problem here. I'm really liking what I'm seeing from this HUD that's going on. Um, pretty standard, pretty close to um, two's HUD on the bottom that they used to do. Yeah. Um, and looks very close to. Again, just hearkening back to two, I think the su- the immediate success of the two remake, Resurrected, Diablo two Resurrected, um, showed them the like okay, we need to go more closer to two than we did with three. Um, maybe we take some of the elements that were positively received from three and implement that, and then we're also doing this MMO thing. So so yeah, I don't know. I'm again it's kind of a mixed bad bag because uh, the problem is I don't trust Blizzard. <laughs> Um, Activision Blizzard is not a very good company. They have a very bad track record, especially in the, like the past two to three years. Yeah, very very bad. Um, so yeah, but it is out. Like the beta is out, and people are. Um, while they're saying that they're enjoying actually playing it, it's just they're not have they've got a lot of technical issues. Unfortunately, that's yeah. kind of the problem. You know, it's funny you mentioned like Blizzard's bad track record. Yeah, because Ubisoft is just kind of a sh- like. Mm. With all due respect to them, kind of a shit company when it comes to making online games, which surprises me about Siege. <laughs> yeah, it, like I, I'm, a, I should I should say that uh, blatantly um, that I am not a fan of Ubisoft at all either. No. <laughs> um, they are also notorious for being a pretty shite company most of the time, and so yeah, it is weird to me that I've fallen in love with like this particular game of theirs. It's like, but the problem is, is like. It's not usually their. I think their online games are the problem. It's that they try and. It's what they try and I don't do. Know, have with you them. ever tried to play the Ubisoft online Uno? Uno. Uno. No, I've never tried to play it. Fucking crashes all the time. Uno. Uno. What the fuck? Same with Monopoly. Interesting. Yep. Interesting. I, I haven't. I mean, I didn't really have a problem with Monopoly, but I haven't tried to play it online. Yeah, like, it's, like occasionally, like even when you're just playing locally mm-hmm. with, with friends and shit, yeah. it can crash. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's very strange. Um, I mean, I think Siege is pretty well supported. The team seems to know what they're doing over there. Yes. Um, I think that might just make the difference. But yeah, no, generally Ubisoft, not my favorite company by any means. No. Not, not a huge fan. Um, they... I started to really lose faith in Ubisoft when they started mishandling the Assassin's Creed. Well, no, that's kind of what I was going to point to. Is just like, yeah, we're going to make this a yearly release, and just like, why don't do that? Stop. Yeah. Have they? Are they still continuing to do that? Oh. I need to look at the Assassin's Creed release. So the last one that I'm familiar with is Valhalla. Yeah, I, I think they might have slowed down a little. I'm going to take a look at Assassin's Creed Wikipedia page. I own Valhalla and I haven't even played it. <laughs> mm, mm. But I also didn't. I think ha- I've heard that it's a really cool. Um, what's the word? It's a really cool like Viking game. Yeah. 
but not like a, not an a, Assassin's not Creed, Assassin's Creed game. game. Which like I'm fine with. I don't give a shit about that. Okay, so here is. So there were two years before the first two Assassin's Creed games. Um, there was one. There was a one-year release gap between Brotherhood and Revelations. Has it always just been like a fucking like, yearly release? release? They like essentially since two, they have always released one like every single year. Um, and that's this. These are just like what are considered main line games. Yeah. Um. So essentially, from the period of 2010. Which was Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, 2010 to one, two, three, four, five. From all the way to 2015, there was um, <laughs> at least one game released. 2014, both Rogue and Unity came out. Yep. And so then there was a a one a one year gap between or a two year gap between Syndicate and Origins, which is that 2015 and 2017. Um. Which a lot of people, again, a lot of people seem to. It seems like they've kind of slowed down in the past couple of years with the mainline release at least. So Origins was twenty seventeen. That was the Egypt one. Um, yep. Which a lot of people said was good. Uh, there was only a year in between that and Odyssey, which is the Greek, the Greek. one. And then there was a two year gap between that and Valhalla, and then there's a three year gap between uh, what the next one that's going to come out, which is Mirage. So they take. So it seems like maybe they're learning their stuff, but that doesn't even factor in all of the uh, spin-off games. Although I'm sure. So some of these I'm sure are done by like the actual main team. Um, some of them I know are like, you know, like Android, iOS type stuff. Some of them are on like the DS and shit like that. So yeah, but but yet that's the problem is like even two years for a massive open world game, that's not a fucking time. No. Like, like, even if you have teams, like, separate teams, like, they have to have separate teams working on them. Like, it's not the same people working on it every time. And that's the problem, is, like, you're not guaranteeing quality when you're doing that. Um, you're not guaranteeing, like, that every single game's gonna come out and be great because you have multiple teams, not the same people working on yeah. it. So, I was really big into Assassin's Creed, and I'm sure this is not the first time I've talked about this on the podcast. I don't think you've talked about it majorly, but you have mentioned it. Um, so And I've known this, obviously. Yes. Uh, I was really big into the Assassin's Creed games, like, early on. Like, when I, they first came out, essentially. Roughly, close, I'd yeah. say. Like, because I think I started playing them around the time, I, I want to say just before 3 and Brotherhood came mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Because I played 2, fell in love with the game. Yep. And then I got the first one, and I was just like, man, you can really see the improvements from... Cumbersome, yeah. Yeah, I'm just like, because is that- one is literally just, like, you go to a town, and they have, like, four missions. You go to the next town, it's the same style of four missions. Every single time, yeah. But, like, the story progression, I thought, was good. Yeah. You know, the missions got repetitive, but... Right. And then, two, it was just so much more expansive and shit, because, like, fucking... You could literally just do whatever the fuck you wanted. Mm-hmm. And, like, each mission was subtly different like enough where it wasn't the same repetitive bullshit right right yeah no so you loaned me one and two yeah I try to pick up one and I'm just like god this is cumbersome just just control and movement because they had like you it's kind of like they ha- you have one set of controls when you're not holding like the left trigger or something like that yeah and you have a completely other set yeah, of controls the parkour, you ha- the yeah. parkour and I'm just like I don't like that. It, That's really yeah. not great. Yeah. Uh, I think that was something they improved in 2. Yeah, I think you had said that even at the time, because I ended up giving back to you, because I'm just like, I don't have time to play these, and also, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I could see a little bit of a dip in quality on like the branch-offs from 2, which was uh, Revelations and Brotherhood, I believe. Mm-hmm. And 3 just ended up being kind of janky. Like, so many bugs. <laughs> yeah, I... I, I I recall. I, I never experienced any of them, but I remember hearing a lot about bugs and issues with three. Yeah, so it's interesting. Like the f- the first four like major Assassin's Creed games, meaning Black Flag three, two, mm. and one, like those are kind of like a mixed bag as to like what people are like really they really enjoyed. Because I think I think three had an interesting like because three is like the Revolutionary War, right? Correct. Which is a phenomenal setting. Like like that's a great setting. Um... Let me see about... I'm going to try and find the... Uh, I'm, I'm trying to find the reception aspect of 3. It received, posi- it received generally positive compu- 
Alright, generally positive reviews, Greek plays the narrative, game gameplay, particularly the naval missions, which obviously got explained expanded to Black Flag. Yeah. That um, was their uh, setting and scale with complaints focused on the unevenly developed mechanics, prescriptive mission design and pacing. But nothing mentioned about the uh, actual technical issues. I think they ended but, okay, up fixing so, them. So Ubisoft reassured, reassured that PC version of Assassin's Creed 3 will launch with fewer bugs than will launch with fewer bugs than the PlayStation 3, Xbox 361 in this is in 2012. Um, yeah, but yeah, because essentially what the problem with Ubisoft as far as like these the Assassin's Creed franchise in particular is, it is you can very much tell they have the the mentality of, all right, we'll get this out by the due date. And then we'll patch it later, and it's just like that sucks. Yeah, that fucking sucks. Yeah, it kind. Of, it was one of those things. I was watching a video, interesting video about it recently, where I talking about with video games because people can go back and patch stuff. Um, they're releasing partial games. They're releasing partial games, and it's just like that's also a problem with the battle pass system as well, because sometimes it's like okay, we released like this much stuff, but then we can like fill it out with content later through the battle pass stuff, shit like that, like. I know that was a big problem with the recent Halo game, that, like, there were things that were just, like, should have been standard that weren't out yet. Yeah. And so it just killed the momentum of that game, which is ridiculous. Because Halo is huge. Oh, absolutely. I, but although I will say, I don't think I've played a Halo game since Forge. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even own Forge. Like, Zach and I would just go into the creative mode, build maps, and then just, like... Are you talking about Halo Reach? Halo yes, Reach, Halo Halo Reach, Reach has the Forge, the Forge. Mode. Yeah, yeah, I remember being in Forge mode quite a bit too. Um, With again, I didn't own it either. I just wanted my buddy. To exactly. Play. You actually know who it is, but I'm not yes. gonna say his name on here. Um, but I don't think I honestly ever owned any Halo games. I owned three. I, if there was, I any think I gave I... you the Master Chief Collection, maybe with part Possibly. of. Possibly. Because I remember I gave you a bunch of Xbox One yeah. games. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it was on there. It might have been. I know I gave you the 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 handsome collection from Borderlands, but yeah, I think you might have because so. And I think I, maybe at that point I had already owned like one, two, and then I was yeah. waiting for the prequel to come out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you just like here you go, and I was like, damn it. <laughs> yep. Um. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it's just a huge problem where companies are just like, fucking Christ. Oh, we can't. Oh, we don't have time to finish this. Like, just make sure it's, like, functional enough, and then we'll patch it over the next couple of months. And it's just, like... Wrong and, and the problem wrong. is, like, they, they couldn't get away with that before, and now they can't. Yeah. Um, and that's just the, the issue. So that's why we have games that come out that are half done half the time. And, yeah. 80% again, of the time. 80% of the time. Cycling back um, to Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Just, just yeah. Like, that's... And that's, that's... Everything that we just talked about is the whole problem with Assassin's Creed. It's, like, if we rush something out, like, now... We can get the money and then we can patch it later. Yeah, just, yeah, not great. Yeah, I, I actually recently just rebought four for the PlayStation because it was on sale for like six bucks. I believe it. And I'm just like, I loved this fucking game. A lot of people like Black Flag. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like that's literally the one that I've thought about picking up because I'm just like, fucking pirates, man, yeah. pirates, yeah, ships and pirates, yeah, and like so. What I found most interesting about four was like, and spoilers alert for a game that came out fucking. Almost ten years ago, I, I think I'm it might sure. actually be pretty close to ten years. Yeah, I'll go look. Black Flag, literally exactly ten fucking years, 2013. Boom, <laughs> eh, boom. Um, it wasn't so much of a story of uh, like you know who the hero is, and like they're doing it for like a righteous or like a, a righteous reason or for like vengeance for their family, mm-hmm. M- like what one, two, and three were. Mm-hmm. Four is I consider it to be more of a redemption story because like the like Edward Kenway is just literally a fucking pirate and when he mm-hmm. finds out like this whole secret organization shit and he's just like there's a lot of money to be made here and yeah. like that's what he's in it for and like so he, so he just is he playing both sides for the money oh yeah that's phenomenal he's playing both sides for the fucking money and by the end of it he's just like like he ends up being like an actual member of the Assassin's Creed and yeah. but he's just like. He's like, I will honor your code, and I won't, f- like, I'll fuck with the Templars, like, as far as, like, stopping them, yeah. but, like, I'm still gonna be a fucking pirate. <laughs> <laughs> um, Which, awesome. Rogue was honestly pretty cool, too, because you yeah. actually get to play, like, a Templar infiltrating the Creed, I Interesting. believe. Interesting, yeah, yeah. Or maybe it was the other way around. You are 
a Templar who left the uh, no you you uh, an assassin who left the creed for the Templars right and then I think at the end of Rogue because I want did Rogue come out before or after Black Flag Rogue came out just after it just after I almost want to say you play the guy that you steal the robes from in Black Flag oh like, interesting I want to say it I almost I really do interesting um, um it's possible. So it's interesting that we actually are getting off on this Assassin's Creed tangent because literally, so I found a new YouTube channel that's like he just talks about like really interesting historical stuff and like people, and he was talking about the the original origin for the word assassin and like being a master killer and what it actually like where it actually originated from, and um, it it cycles back to like a very specific sect of people in the Middle East. And, um, like, how this particular religious kind of leader uh, who was converting all these people uh, used a bunch of skills to train a bunch of... uh, It's just insane. Like, a a mastery of political and religious conversion to tactically take down some of his enemies at first. Yeah. So, so essentially what he did was, like, there was a castle, like, he, he got driven out of the, his homeland, him and his followers, so he went to another, he was in another country, uh, went to a castle, um, found a castle that he was just like, I really want to use this castle as our, like, fortress. Obviously, it's still being ruled by somebody else who's ruling all these other places around. So what he did was, he converted all of the, a bunch of the, the neighboring, like, towns that would have been, like, ruled over by this lord, um... And then also, like, had some of his followers, like, start working in the castle, like, you know, doing odd jobs and stuff like that. And then converting other people, like, even, like, the the castle soldiers and stuff over to their religious beliefs. And then he basically just strolled into, like, the the leader, the person who owned the castle, the nobleman, and the lord. And was just like, hey, I own this place now. (laughs) And because now, like, all the, like, soldiers are on his side. It's like, yeah. Like so, he's just like here. Here's some money. You know, here's a bunch of money. Get out of here. Um, but he did spare him. He's just like, yeah, get out of here. And so then, he slowly was taking over other parts of the country, um, not by like force, but just by like converting people to like their specific sect of Islam. And so what happened was essentially like it wasn't like he conquered like he just was expanding out like from like his castle. He wasn't expanding out his like reach. Yeah, he was. They, they were just cropping up in other parts of this country. And so he was just like, okay, so like now all these other empires that are around are like looking at him and these kind of small pseudo little states that were forming from like all around that he couldn't like physically protect. Yeah. So he's just like, what can I do to prevent um, losing these losing these little states that are cropping up? And so basically he's just like, so I can't beat them with military force. It's like so. I'm just gonna threaten their leading officers, like with like a basically a. Are you talking about the most charismatic man in the world? No. Oh. I don't think so. Um. So he, so essentially, he formed like the first kind of like brotherhood of assassins, and this is actually what the brotherhood of assassins creed is is based off. Is loosely based from. That's pretty badass. Um. Yeah. It's really cool. It's this is actual historical thing. I can't think of the actual persons right now because I was literally just watching it before you came in, so I couldn't remember all of it. And also, obviously, I'm not very good with like middle e- remembering Middle Eastern yeah. uh, names. And so he, what did he do? So yeah, he trained like this super elite group of assassins. And so they would just go, and they had, like, just just insane, like, devotion to this cause. Like, it, it's kind of the, um, like, the precursor to, I mean, it's kind of horrible to say, but, like, you know how, um, like, um, religious Islamic fanatics, like, um, like, from the Taliban and stuff like that. Extremists. Where, the, the extremists where it was just like, it's like, yeah, you'll get, like, 42 virgins that, like, 72, but yeah. Yeah, 72. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> thank you for correcting. Um, but, so they had, like, a similar belief where, um, like, basically they thought they would go to, like, this garden where, like, if you died, like, in, like, an honorable way like this, like, basically you would go to, like, a garden that is, like, lush and beautiful and, like, it had, like, a river of wine and there were, like, topless women all over the place. So they're just like, yeah, so if I die in, like, this cause, like, I'm going to end up there? Absolutely. <laughs> and so so they would, um, like, blindly follow, 
Like, they would just blindly execute their orders because every single one of these executions that they were, like, these assassinations they were, like, it was a suicide mission. They were likely not going to make it out. And so, like, they would do stuff that, like, that they took for Assassin's Creed. Like, they would just be, like, pretending to be, like, a beggar on the street and, like, their target would walk by and just stab them right, like, just right out in the daytime. Yeah. And just take the fuck out. Um, And shit like that. There was one notable general where, I guess... They didn't kill him. They just... he The general woke up seeing a shadowy figure leaving his tent. And he's just like, well, what the hell is that? And then, like, then like he ends up, like, moving a pillow. And there's just, like, a dagger with poison on it. Being like, yeah, you get the fucking message? Like, step the fuck off. <laughs> and they ended up forming an alliance. And they fought another empire together. There you go. Just some really interesting shit. And so it was rumored that... So, two things. It was rumored that they took a drug called hashish. And that is... That was supposed to, like... Basically, it got them high, but, like... It allegedly gave them, like, courage, obviously, because they're messed up. And, like, very much focused. And so... The word assassin, like... So, the, basically, there's a long word called hashish. And then it, like, is longer into something else. That's That eventually translated into the word assassin. But that hashish blah 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 was originally actually on. It was actually an insult. Like basically, they were called like drug addicts. Like they were called these assassins drug addicts. The and weed then that, killers. Straight up, <laughs> and so they were basically calling them crackheads. Yeah. And so then that word eventually got converted into assassin. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Yeah. So they were taking this drug that was like supposed to hype them up, and also they are one of the rumors is that like they would jump off from buildings. With full intention, like from their commanding officer, they would just jump off a building and just die, like on the spot, to prove their faith, which is the inspiration for the leap of faith oh from Assassin's Creed. God. Yeah. What? The, so you mean to tell me? Like, did you plan on talking about this regardless? No. Oh, I didn't ha- have any plan to talk about this. We just sequenced into it with Assassin's Creed. I was gonna Creed. say because, like, I, I just looked up because, like, he just was really interesting in forming the videos, like. I watched him talk about like Jack the Ripper and who he thought actually was a killer. So, uh, who 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 is this channel? I gotta. I'll here. I'll look at him up real quick. I think it's probably still on my YouTube right now because I didn't finish the video. Um, Thoughty two. T h o t t y. Like the oh, word thought. thought. Sorry. Wow. The youth is corrupting me. <laughs> But, like, it's all interesting stuff. Looks like, why the Temp- Knights Templar still exist. Um, just a bunch of different shit. Meet the Viking who couldn't be killed. Like, <laughs> all this different historical stuff. It's, like, the most dangerous man in Europe. Um, there was one about, like, one of the the world's greatest chess players. And, like, how he ended up losing his fucking mind. Um, and just inter- a bunch of interesting, like, documentary-style shit that I think is really fun and cool. And so, yeah, I was just watching that one about the assassins, and then we sequenced it to Assassin's Creed, which kind of just tied in perfectly. Again, not at all intentional. Um, but there are a lot of inspiration. But yes, there was a lot of inspiration from this. Ooh, I didn't mean to click on the video. Glad yep. My phone was on silent. Yep. But no, definitely you can watch some of it. So I, watched I was one- just wondering if this was like the same guy that I see on like TikTok and stuff who's like always wearing like a Roman centurion helmet. Nope. Who's just like talking about like these historical figures like what what I said the most charismatic man like in the world Mm -hmm. it was like back in like ancient Greek times right and like he just like talked his way out of fucking everything he was gonna be executed he was exiled formed his own army went back and conquered the kingdom that exiled him yeah went to like a bordering kingdom and was just like I'd like to marry your daughter he's like you're not wealthy enough goes and conquers two other kingdoms through political conflict like yeah. just showing up he's like yeah so you guys are pretty much gonna surrender yeah like i know you outnumber us 10 to 1 but like uh you can't win yeah. <laughs> and then they just like fucking fell for it and he comes back and he's just like yeah i'm buying your daughter <laughs> jesus yeah well it's interesting so it's so interesting His- history is so fucking of course i'm paraphrasing so like you know i might not have gotten there, all there's that a correct, bunch of different steps like, in there i'm sure yeah but like that he pretty much just like conquered kingdoms through just Diplomacy. pure verbal influence yeah yeah like, like the, he would the, show up with his army but still like a, like outnumbered by like 
Well, like, you weren't going to go in there, like, unpack it. You know oh, yeah. I mean? No, absolutely. Like, but, like show he's up st- with a small-ass army and just, like, bullshit his way through everything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, man, if it works, it works. Yeah. No, history is really interesting like that. I was recently a YouTuber that I really like who is not at all historic. He's a, he's an artist. And he was talking about how recently he's really gotten into um, the philosophical ideology of Stoicism, which is something that originated back in ancient Rome. And it's, like, really, really, like, healthy and interesting. And I think that I'm going to, like, research into it a little bit more. And um, basically, the general concept is the idea that, like, there's so much stuff out of our control that it's not worth being upset about it. And, like, just kind of elements like that where it's just, like, you know, it's okay to feel upset about things but not dwell on them to the point where it's, you know, affecting you in such a negative way. See, I think you already have a book about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, so this is, like, the original version of this. Yeah. And it's also, like, certain things where it's just, like, okay, you're, you know, there's a certain aspect of, it's like, okay, like, like, meeting adversity and, like, integrating that into your life and accepting that that is just a part of it and that it's not a negative thing. It's just supposed to make you stronger type of situation. Yeah. Just, just interesting concepts like that that were formed in ancient Rome. So basically this guy, I think his name was... Maybe Zeno is his last name. Um, you know, ancient Rome. Um, but essentially, he was like head of like a shipping. I think head of a shipping company, or he owned his own ship, and he was like making a bunch of money. And basically, he his ship got like totally fucking wrecked, and like lost all of his money. And he ended up in ancient Rome, and he's just like, and ended up learning from like basically going and seeking out a bunch of like Roman philosophers, and with with their help, he developed his own ideology called Stoicism. Yeah, and. So it became pretty popular even in Rome where even one of the Roman emperors like devoutly followed it. And there was also an aspect of it where like about journaling, like you're supposed to like write about a lot of different stuff. And so because of that, we have like a very comprehensive um, writing of a devout follower of Stoicism who was the emperor of Rome and his entire life and his entire like thought process into the decisions that he made trying to run all of the Roman Empire and yeah they're just interesting elements it, it essentially kind of like a life philosophy that rather than like a religion like that's the kind of the ideology of it and it's pretty pretty fucking cool um just hearing like the the idea that's like yeah there was an emperor of fucking Rome who was just like it's like yes this is how I need to be in order to like cause the idea is it kind of leans to the idea of like like nihilism where it's like there might not be any like so nihilism is also another concept where like you it's the thought process like there's no divine purpose in the world like it might just all be chaos and so like that means that nothing that you do truly matters and because nothing that you do truly matters the only thing that matters is what you do because you have the control you have the free will so everything that you do actively does matter um and so that's also an element that kind of correlates with stoicism where like you know you're supposed to be kind and compassionate and lead like a um lead lead a uh thoughtful and um productive life towards your fellow man kind of situation yeah um which is why that roman emperor i believe was particularly successful as as the emperor of rome um because and yeah it's just interesting cuz like the idea of having a journal like from you know somebody who was like fucking 2,000 years ago yeah. situation and was just like trying to figure out like how can I lead my people in the best way that I can yeah I mean did I ever tell you that I almost went to college for fucking philosophy you have mentioned it before because you you took so you took like one course right yeah yeah and I don't remember if that was the world history class yeah, or if it was an actual philosophy class. I think mm-hmm. it might have been an actual philosophy class. And I, I really dug it. Yeah. So so the thing about philosophy is that it's interesting is that it's basically the idea of thinking about thinking. Like, that's what that's what philosophy yeah. is. And um, what really turned me away was, like, like, I'm not saying that I, like, kind of flew under the radar at, like, during school and shit because, like, I was... Like top of my class, yeah, yeah. Graduated valedictorian, like I could have done it. I just didn't want to do any more of it. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. I'm still willing to learn things and research <laughs> things. It's just I wanted to actually. I, I'd much rather work with my hands than 
sit at a desk and look at books and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I enjoy reading and, and you know, doing, like, mind-provoking things, but, like, when it comes down to it, like, I... School is a lot of work, and that's the problem. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, I, I have an associate's degree. I almost had a perfect GPA by the end of yeah. doing my associate's degree. Like, you know. You'll know all this. This is more explaining in the context of the podcast. Um, but, like, a lot of people were asking if I was going to go get my bachelor's, and I'm just like, I think I'm done. It's going to be a no for me, <laughs> but, dog. Yeah, it's just, it's just so Jackson. much it's just so much fucking work. Um, and But the thing is, it's also difficult because... So, like, my whole field is, like, creatively based. Yeah. Um, You know, my degree's in, like, t- I think my degree is officially in art, specifically um, kind of graphic design and some elements of film and animation and stuff like that, um, which none of those things you technically need to have a degree for. Um, It's really more about, like, your actual skill level and talent yeah. and stuff. So that's where it becomes really, really difficult for me. But the thing is, obviously, like me having a bachelor's degree would help um, with me getting a job. Um, as you know, because it was very difficult for me to get a job um, for like, you know, it was like six to eight months before I found something that I was really happy with. And then even that place didn't end up working out before I ended up moving into the position that I'm at now, which I enjoy. Um, but yeah, it just, it's just a very, very difficult like thing. And the, and the reality of it is like, it's also like a career field that doesn't pay the best for like the amount of work that it is. Like, yeah. Um, you know, like I'm getting paid very, very okay, and I should probably be getting paid more. I feel you. <laughs> I feel you. Um, but yeah, and, and like even from somebody from you your aspect, talk about, you want to talk about slap to the nuts, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, word around the office is like, you know, everybody's doing like good work, and like the boss is like surprised that nobody's asked for a raise. I've never had to ask for a fucking raise in my life. Like, yep. it was either done annually by review. Yeah. Like, I've never had to ask for a fucking raise. Well, it sounds like, it, I mean, generally, you're bought. I mean, because you're working in a small company, that's just kind of a thing sometimes. No, I agree. But, like, it's just, like, if if he feels like everybody's doing good work and the company's making a lot of money, one will be just like, hey, everyone, here's a raise, you know? Yeah. Like, maybe well, not do he's it not going to do that. He's no, not going to do that. Like, no, no business is always going to do that. Um, my place does have an annual review. Um, so, like, I don't think any raises get given out unless you move into a different position or until that annual review comes. Um, I've already said that, essentially, if I don't get a decent raise when that annual review comes, I will probably be looking for employment somewhere else, um, because I am doing a lot. Literally, I was talking to my manager uh, yeah. yesterday, and so essentially what has happened is, I think I've explained maybe a little bit on the podcast, but... Overall, our company... So, I work for a side brand inside a different company. Our The overall company is at a lull. It's actually not doing as good as they're projected it would right now. Our side of the... Our little section is actually doing really well. Like, we're kind of kicking ass right now. And so, they segmented a bunch of other people so they didn't have to let go, go other people or, like, lay them off or anything. Send them over to our way for... Essentially, for us to train and use in very specific ways. Um... So you have somebody to go get you coffee. <laughs> I could if I wanted. <laughs> no. Um, so, I mean, I'll just say, I've said before that I work for a collectibles company. We'll just say that much. And uh, specifically e-commerce is what we do. Yeah. So I have trained, I have two people that I'm overseeing for doing our shipping, which I've trained and kind of reported to me. And now, I, and I have two different people who are doing photo editing and another person who is also doing photo editing and sometimes doing photography. So, all those people are, this has been going on for like a month, like a month and a half, between training them and getting them like going, now we're at the point where I can leave them for a loan most of the time, they just have a question here or there. Yeah. We've been doing so well, getting so many things listed, like through our e-commerce stuff, uh, we actually ran out of like photography. We had like a huge backlog of like all the items that we were going to like do, where them all, all photography done, blah, 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 blah. Uh, we've done so well, we've run out of it. I'm talking about like thousands of products that we've done. Damn. Yeah, thousands. Literally, I think in the past month and a half, we've gotten like 3,000 things listed, which is way more than what we were doing before. So we ran out of photography. So basically, at the end of the day, so the guy is coming in on Monday, who's like one of our helpers. I've, I've labeled them the temp squad because we have no idea when, when they're going to get yanked again and go somewhere else. Um, but we're out of photography. Like, guy, guy's coming in. Like, the only thing With he no does, work to do. Like, 
yeah, he's got no work to do. So basically, I have to go in Monday. I'm going to go in early on Monday um, so I can get the photography done because I'm going to be busy doing shipping stuff all day because we have a huge we have huge days on Monday. I'm going to have to go in and do the photography. And I was explaining this to my manager, and he was very confused as to what was happening. Um, he's also about to have a baby. He's a really nice guy. Yeah, he's about but to have he's a, preoccupied. Yeah, he's mentally preoccupied. Like They already had like a scare yesterday where they thought it was happening. Yeah. Uh, wife was out of contraction, all that different stuff, but like it wasn't like quite the time yet. Yeah. So he was just like a little spacey on the day. So he like <laughs> I had to explain it to him like four different times that I'm just like, yes, we have no raw photography. Like I need to go take photos so that when uh, the guy comes in on Monday, he's gonna have work. Um, and so I explained it to him like four times. Well, four times he's like, it's like okay, I get it now. It's like thank you. He's <laughs> like thank you for explaining to me, the manager, how you're actually managing everybody <laughs> basically saying it's like yes you're the one who's ma- thank actually you for managing. doing my job yeah yeah exactly because he's not keeping up on stuff like it's me who's doing yeah. it when it comes to like these temporary people um so yeah that's one way of saying my manager basically admitted that i am managing a bunch of other people should have uh, gone oh fuck you you can't have your phone you couldn't record it no nope, <laughs> be like nope. i approve boop yeah so if there's not a decent raise i'm gonna be angry you should just <laughs> always wear a wire always wear a wire yeah <laughs> But yeah, so if there's not a decent raise, there's come, which I have like th- three months-ish before that annual review, so we'll see. Yep. Um, but yeah. So I did have a couple more nerd things. We were kind of just vegging out and talking about whatever we wanted, which is fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, did have a couple more nerd things. So yeah, we talked about the Diablo beta, um, releasing games like Half-Baked. <laughs> um, I heard that was a decent movie. What? Half-Baked. <laughs> um, like eh, decent. I didn't eh. say it was good. I heard it was decent. A couple, couple funny bits in there. Uh, yeah, I mean the other things weren't really that significant. Uh, apparently, there's a Ghost of Tsushima movie that's happening. No shit. And I'm pretty excited for that because so they don't have anybody. They have somebody attached, not like permanently set up, and it is the director of John Wick. So I'm just like, that's pretty. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good guy. Yeah. Speaking of John Wick, I realized. You can't find that those fucking movies anywhere anymore. Hmm. Like, I mean, they're on Hulu, but you need to have the subscription where you can like watch through live TV mm. to watch them. And I'm just like, this is bullshit. Like, I didn't realize. Like, I, last I knew, it was John Wick and John Wick Part Two. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that at some point they had come out with a third one, and now I hear that there's a fourth fucking one, and I'm just like, God damn. So I so am yes. way behind. So yes, um. Uh, the fourth movie is coming out the 27th. Um, and so people have gotten like pre, obviously previews that happen yeah. you know, for people in Hollywood. Early screenings. They say it's fucking incredible. They say it's a fucking masterpiece. I mean, and they, and they, they said that about three. So fucking, like the, the John Wick movies, like I could sit down and probably watch. So I, I've seen the first one a couple times. Yeah. Um, which is great. Um, I could probably watch all the other movies. A couple, like, if we wanted to sit down and watch them, we could totally Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, at this point, I'm thinking of just, like, going to the local Walmart. 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 And uh, seeing if I can find them, like, in the five fucking, in the five dollar bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you you also might be able to just Amazon them. Let me look. I think, I think they might be on Amazon. But, I like, you know me. If it's a movie series I like enough to have already bought the first DVD, yep. I would like to have the collection. Right, exactly. Um, For the exception of the Hobbit, <laughs> we can leave those. We can leave those. I, I bought the first movie of the Hobbit. Did they end up making that into four fucking movies? I think they did. Um, Be- I'm not sure. I think they split the third, uh, like the third portion of the book, into two movies. Yeah, John Wick DVD. Sorry, I'm look- I gotta look. You gotta get specific. Yeah, you can get chapters one through three for fourteen for fifteen bucks on Amazon. So that's the first, and you yeah you can get them for like six dollars each on Amazon if you just want to order them through Amazon, not waste your time trying to find them at Walmart. Get them in like two days, you know. Yep. But yeah, no. Uh, those first two, if you got them, I would watch two and three over with you again. Uh, after this podcast, we are definitely watching Puss in Boots too, though. If you don't have anything else to do. No, it's an hour and a half, Louie. I, I got I got my haircut. Um, I got a cup of coffee. I got nothing going on. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing going on. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, the only thing that I really want to talk about more was. Yeah, you the, can explain to me why you like you wanted me. Wanted oh yes, to, there like, was one thing. Uh, I have a theory that like nobody actually truly knows how tall they are. Um, last time I went to a doctor's, I was like five eleven and a half. Interesting. Um, I think I was like five eleven or five eleven and a half. Uh, so the thing is, is that so here, here's my question to you: Why were you measured? Why were they measuring your height? I, the fuck if I know. Like, that's like, what I'm saying. I, it was just an annual physical. So that's the thing is like I don't think they actually like measure that many people when they actually go. I don't like I don't think I've ever been measured when I went to uh, get a physical done. So. Essentially, the reason I asked this is because there was a one of the girls that, from the Temp Squad that I was talking about earlier, um, very tall, and she claimed to only be six feet tall, and I was just like, I don't know if that's true. That's a lot taller than me, and essentially like that leaving like, how tall am I really? Because I've never, I don't think I've ever. I think it just, somebody told me like, it's like, yeah, you're five ten. I'm like, okay, sure, whatever. I'm five ten, whatever. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Um, actually, I'm probably closer to. I just measured myself. I mean, maybe you can measure to uh, to make sure. My ID says I'm six foot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, of course, like I was like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the thing is because your height is so like asinine if you don't actually. Like, but give apparently, a shit. it fucking matters in the world of dating. Yeah. It, it, apparently, like it literally only matters in that one aspect, where it's like you gotta be like six feet tall. Yeah, and then you got these, like, you gotta be you got six feet guys. to ride this ride. Yeah, and then it's just like. Um, for for roller coasters and like amusement parks, understandable because yeah. you can fly out of that fucking seat. Yeah, I get um, you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, like I've seen these videos on like like Facebook reels and shit where it's just like this guy he's just like, so how tall are you? And he's just like, I'm six foot. And he's like, bullshit. It <laughs> pulls out a tape measure and he's just like, if a woman falls for that, <laughs> um, respect. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yes, I measured you. So I was measuring myself. I might have you measure me so I get a little more accurate read. Um, but yeah, I'm like closer to, I'm somewhere between like 5'8 and 5'9. I, I was going to say like 5'10. Yeah. So I'm closer to like, um, I'm probably closer to the 5'8, um, as far as I could tell, which is like, you know, that's pretty, it's two inch difference than what like everybody's been telling me my whole life. And again, might not have been also doing it accurately cause I can't, it's hard to like do a tape oh, yeah. to yourself and stuff. But so yeah, you were closer to you were probably a little under like five eleven as far as I could tell. Yeah, so, yeah, it was actually pretty accurate. But I think a lot of people like because I don't think every doctor actually measures somebody's height when they go for a physical because it's such an innate, it doesn't have anything to do with your health. No. That's the thing. And so I think people like slap I, labels I, on. I it. think the only reason why it would would to be maybe to calculate body mass index. Maybe, but I'm not even sure if they're using BMI anymore because the problem is kind of inaccurate with. Um, depending on the person. Yeah. So, like, because if somebody's, like, super muscular, like, it throws off... BMI is basically fucking useless to them. Yeah. Um, because, you know, um, muscle is heavier than fat, and then if you're really ripped, then, like, you're really heavy by comparison to maybe, like, your height. But yeah. But it doesn't mean you're not in great shape. You know, it's kind of a difficult thing. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah. Like, a comment that Allie said yesterday when she had told a co-worker, like, oh, yeah, he's got the same demeanor as, like, so-and-so, and then... The coworker she told this to, she's like, "Wow, he's a lot skinnier than I thought." And it's just like, "Well, how big is this other guy?" You know, I'm mean, just like, "I'm still taking that as a compliment." Yeah. And it's, it's she's like, "Well, oh, well, this guy's like, you know, like, as as you heard, like 400 pounds or whatever." And I'm just like, "I mean, yeah." I was I, I was like at first I was like, "Yeah, there's a big difference." And I thought of it, I was like, "I'm 300 pounds, yeah. so either I am a like." on the fitter side of 300 like i'm not saying i'm ripped or toned or anything yeah, because yeah. no i got a big old beer belly yeah but like i've definitely seen people who are 300 pounds that are all fat versus a little yeah muscle, which has to do with you doing some more menial labor like physical yeah. labor jobs which is the only reason why i have not hit a gym is because like come summertime every literally every fucking day is a workout yeah because i i have a feeling that i'm going to be hitting the generator squad um this season because we haven't been able to get new apprentices in the door and um like i got a feeling that i'm gonna be stuck doing generators and that's a lot of ditch digging and just like lip moving 500 pound generators and concrete pads it's like it's uh it's a full body workout yeah and like after doing that all day it's just like i don't really want to hit the gym the thing is is that i know the problem is like the gym is more targeted and that's why absolutely that's where you actually get the results um and like 
The reality is, is that your body will acclimate to it really quickly. It's just the first, it's really just going to go over like the first two to three weeks. Yeah. Like I, I started going, oh yeah, that's another thing I, I was like, started going to the gym again. I went, started going Wednesday, probably going to go sometime today as well. Um, but like I did two days of like arm and chest stuff plus the treadmill and yeah, yesterday my fucking arms were just annihilated. Like my, fu- I just was moving like an action figure, and like now I'm still sore, but I have my like full body movement. Yeah, back you got again. Your, your range of motion back. Yeah, which happens. Um, and so yeah, it's really just the first few, first few weeks. I think is like when it's the roughest, and then like once you get over that, like for the most part, you're acclimated, so you can function when you have like the huge stress tension. Um, but yeah, but no, I, I get it. It's it's really hard to get it's really hard to get back to it when you've been away from it for so long. Um, like me, I think I was away from it for eight, like eight months before something like that. I, I didn't do the exact math out, but like, yeah, something like that. Like honestly, if I could just get like a treadmill, I would I would run at home. Yeah, because I, I know. So I mean, all I do is like I walk on the track, and the thing is, I I do like going to the gym in this case because I can just. I forgot, like, these last times how, like, nice it is to just, like, put something on, walk for, like, 40 minutes to an hour. Yeah. And it just kind of zone out and... Well, it also gives you time to, like, think about stuff because, like, most of the time I'm, I'm doing so much work stuff all the time. Um, even when I'm home, you know, I'm doing a lot of different stuff. Basically, with the exception of when I'm playing Siege with you, I'm usually doing something work-related. Yeah. Um, and so... Which is good. Like, making money, staying busy. Um, but... Yes, it becomes very like mentally taxing. So that's kind of why it's part of it's actually nice. I've been getting back to it. Right oh now. yeah, no, I'm like working out was very therapeutic for me. Yes, it's very therapeutic. But I mean, for for me, I can't really say it's a time thing. Yeah, it just like I could set a schedule out for myself, but I already know that with like the field of work that I do, I yep. would not be able to because there's times like yesterday I didn't fucking get out of work until five o'clock, and that's. Right. That's pretty late. Mm-hmm. And, well, for most jobs are like nine to five, but when my day starts at, like, I'm usually at the shop by seven. Mm-hmm. Like, that that makes for a long day, and mm-hmm. it's just like I I, I just want to go home and relax a little bit, veg out. Yep. But yeah, I mean, the other thing like that I would argue is that you know because you are single. You know, you don't adhere to anybody else. Exactly. A few people. So, like, you could do whatever you wanted as far as a... As a schedule. Yeah. So, like, uh, like I mean, I'm... Basically, for me, I'm just going on the days where I'm not busy. Like, I don't have anything structured that I know is coming up. Like, for example, I didn't go yesterday because... Um, what's the we, word? We had plans. We had plans. Fun plans. And it was working. Oh, absolutely. Um, and plus, I needed, like, the recharge day after the first two days of going back anyway. <laughs> Um, but yeah, just going when I, when I feel like, okay, I have the time, I want to, like, I want to do something productive, let's go do this, kind of a deal. Um, and I found an app that's actually good for, like, tracking your workouts, I guess, which I never thought to get before, and, uh, that looks like it's gonna make things a little bit nicer as far as, like, just tracking stuff a little bit better. But yeah, no, anyway, um, you're gonna do whatever you want, so. Yeah. I think we've talked long enough, we got, we got an hour, pretty, pretty easily. Um, I didn't. I have a couple more things I want, nerd stuff I wanted to talk about, but like both of them were kind of half baked. I really want to talk about. I want to talk about Sea of Stars, but I want to talk about it once I play the demo. Uh, it's 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 like an indie uh, RPG yep. made by the people who made The Messenger, which is an amazing action platformer. Yep. Yeah, because we we, Very, did, we did cover this like an episode or two ago. Because basically, for the like the Nintendo Direct, they announced that they yeah. Uh, that they were releasing a demo for it, and it was coming out. Um, it's coming out in August, which is too far away. But I know it's gonna like August is gonna like show up like that, so I'm not worried about it. Yeah, that's the nice thing about like being an adult and like timing seeming to go by faster. In a way, it's like when you're actually waiting for something, it doesn't really feel that long because you're always busy doing something. Yep. Um, at least for me, I do. Well, there you go. Yeah, like I already feel like this year's flying by. I mean, oh, I agree. Fucking I feel like it was just like days ago where it was new year's yeah exactly now here we are halfway through fucking march yep i'm just glad that i didn't get stabbed 23 times in the back the other day (laughs) who was supposed to stab you in the back oh you just never know when the ides of march is gonna strike man the what now the ides of march what are the ides of march are you fucking kidding me et tu brute 
Oh, it just it just has to do with <laughs> it was the, like from it was from one of Shakespeare, right? That that was Shakespeare that wrote that play, where Julius Caesar was assassinated like by and he, he got like stabbed twenty three times in the back. I don't remember if that's actually how he died. Uh, yes, I believe he was. Let me look. Pretty sure you are correct. I know the line "et tu brute" was from the play, though. It doesn't have his death as part of it. I feel like that on the Wikipedia page. This isn't. Oh, here it is: dictatorship and assassination. Um, on the Ides of March, fifteenth uh, of March, Roman calendar, forty-four BC, Caesar was due to appear at a session of the Senate. Senate several senators. Um, had conspired to assassinate him. Mark Anthony, having fearing the worst, went to head Caesar off. The plotters, however, had anticipated this, fearing that Anthony would come to Caesar's aid and had arranged for somebody to intercept him as he approached the theater of Pompeii, where the session was being held, and detain him outside. However, they had something delayed Anthony by somebody, by Brutus. When he heard the commotion in the Senate chamber, Anthony fled. According to Plutarch, as he's arrived at the Senate, somebody presented him with a petition to call his recall his exiled brother. Other conspirators rounded the effort to offer support. What are you... So, yes. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, basically, no, it's pretty close to what happened in the play, I believe. What are you looking up specifically? Are you looking up his assassination or the play? I just wanted to know what the Ides actually meant. The Ides, I think it literally just means... It has the to do 15th with, yeah. day of the month. Yeah, it has to do with the Roman calendar. That's yeah. all. <laughs> yeah, because as, as I'm reading, like the Calends was the beginning of the month, and like there was like 2 through 6 was... Um, doo -doo -doo, uh, would be before the Nons, and the Nons was 7, and... Days 8 to 14 were before the Ides, leaving the 15th to be the Ide. Gotcha. The Ides. I'm going to write myself a note to get some stuff done before the uh, <laughs> the next um, episode of the podcast. Yep. I'd like, we're going to watch Puss and Boots right now. So we're going to talk, the, things to talk about for the next podcast. Yes. While we're on this podcast. Uh, we're going to talk about Puss and Boots, um, The Last Wish, because I love that movie and Taylor uh, hasn't seen it yet. He has seen the first one, but you did a joy. We'll, yes, we'll talk about both movies and the differences when we get to it. Boots and Boots, I will play through Sea of Stars, the demo, and actually give my thoughts on it so far because I really, really want to love this game. I really hope it's good. Um, because, yeah, I absolutely love the messenger, specifically the writing of it. And so now that we're doing, they're doing a prequel that is more narrative-driven. Yep. I'm very excited. But, yeah, it just had a very great sense of humor, so I'm, I'm very excited to see what the fuck they do with this 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 full on fucking RPG that they made but yeah if you would like to take us out we talked about a lot of a lot of different things very very wide branching uh, yes episode <laughs> this episode is like, yeah, yes yes um, we have <laughs> talked about general nerd stuff talked about more philosophical interesting historical stuff uh, a lot of Assassin's Creed talk <laughs> <laughs> well that's how we got to the historical and yes 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 but anyway, this has been episode 31 of So You Can't Fucking Sleep. This time in the AM with Steven and Taylor taking you out. But not for dinner. Maybe maybe a brunch. Brunch sounds good. I haven't ate today. But piss off. <laughs>